0: Welcome back to It Is Finished. I'm Bethy. And I'm
1: Helena. And last week was our first episode. Yeah, we got into an introduction about who we are, what we believe, why we created this podcast, and we talked a little bit about the fact that we're all sinners and that we all fall short of the glory of God. So we got a question on Instagram. Someone DM'd us asking, how can we all be sinners if we're all made in God's image? And we're going to get into that today and next week as well.
0: Yeah, just stay tuned, and if you still are confused about something, if you still have questions, don't hesitate again to DM us or email us. Yeah. Um, so for today's episode, we're going to get into the truth about the enemy. Um, we're going to go through Lucifer the angel, what sin was like, what life was like before sin entered the universe, the fall of Satan and his angels, um, how sin entered humanity through Adam and Eve. We're really going to get through that though in the third episode but we're gonna discuss it a little bit as well as what the holy trinity is
1: and what it consists of so before we get into everything we kind of just want to define what sin is in simple terms so to sin is basically to rebel against god or to reject god
0: yeah and um we really just see that in in the beginning when we look at life before sin, everything was perfect, there was joy, and there was peace. That tells you that sin opposes joy and peace. Sin opposes what God had intended in the beginning for humanity. So um, the first reference that we have is Colossians 1.16, where it says for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created through him and for him
1: yeah so since all things were created through him and for him god is all good so everything that he created was good and we'll see that when we get into um, the first few chapters of genesis but he didn't produce anything that was bad he created all good things
0: yeah, and this was before even the creation of um, humans and before he made Adam. Um, all his angels, like, they were perfect just like him. He made them perfect just like him. Yeah.
1: Um, the only thing is they, he gave everyone free will, which yeah. is how sin entered humanity.
0: And that definitely gets into the law of love being the foundation of how God governed um, his kingdom. He, he governed people and his his angels, actually, in the beginning with love. And because he loved them so much, he gave them the ability to make their own decisions. and And happiness of all creation came from the willingness to be righteous. Because he gave us the will to be righteous, he gave us joy through that.
1: Yeah, so God takes no pleasure in forcing people to obey or love him but he gives us the choice to do so because we know that he's worthy of our praise and of our love. Yeah. And um,
0: now looking at it and and now looking at the world and just like how my journey and our journey was with God or is with God right now, um, we see that the more we know who, who he is and his character, the more you just can't help but love him. The more you just can't help but obey him. And that's kind of, That was his intention from the beginning. From his angels to to now, it's like, you love God. You want to live for God because you know who he is. You know he's worthy of your life. Um, He literally gave you your life. You're here because of him. And just from that idea and that perspective, he wanted us to live our life.
1: Okay, so now we wanted to get into Lucifer the angel and who he was. So if you go to Ezekiel 28 verses 13 through 15, it says, You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. And then he goes on to mention different stones. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you.
0: So it's very eye-opening how it says, you were in Eden, the Garden of God. Many people, including myself, I thought that um, the Garden of Eden was just like a physical thing. And we see that in Adam and Eve and how they were in the Garden of Eden. But the Garden of Eden really just represents God's presence. These angels were with God. They were right there with him.
1: Yeah, and verses 16 through 19 go on to say, By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub. From the midst of the fiery stones, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings, that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities. By the iniquity of your trading, therefore I brought fire from your midst, it devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. So I think it's really important to note that before Lucifer fell, he was loved by God. He was regarded as one of the highest angels. He calls him holy, calls him the seal of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in his beauty.
0: It's just crazy, like, reading and, and seeing how much God honored his own angels. Um, those that were, that were made to, to worship him, to honor him, he honored back. Um, just enough that, that he made them so that kings would gaze at them. I mean, that's just, wow. Um, so it's very important to look at verse 6. Um, Ezekiel 28, verse 6, it says, Therefore thus says the Lord God, Because you have set your heart as a heart of God, behold, therefore, I will bring strangers against you. The most terrible of nations, they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom. And then um, we read earlier that he says, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. He emphasizes the fact that he sinned and not only did he sin, but his sin was prideful. He wanted to be like God. And that's really where sin entered the universe. Yeah.
1: Um, that just shows like how important it is to trust God and his definition of what's good for you or what's not good for you, rather than saying that you know for yourself, because you didn't create everything in the universe. For you to think that you know how things should be is prideful, and that's what Satan did. He... Um, He tried to make it seem like God was a dictator and try to rule over everyone. Um, But that's clearly not how it was because, like we said before, he gave everyone free will. They had the ability to um, turn against him if they wanted to. But doing so results in death, spiritual death. Yeah.
0: And um, if you read on just the whole Ezekiel 28 and if you want context, I recommend to read 27 and 29 as well. But um, it basically says how how honored um, Lucifer was among all the other angels. Like God really honored him and he put him next to Christ in a sense. Like he was under him, but he was the most honored after Christ. And that's really where his pride came in. He was jealous and angry at the fact that he wasn't Christ. Which doesn't make sense because Christ is God. And he's Um, an angel, but still God honored
1: him, you know? We also recommend that you read um, a little book that you can find the PDF for online. It's called The Great Hope, and it goes into depth about um, how Satan fell.
0: Yeah, so spreading discontent, he allowed his jealousy of Christ to control him. And he claimed that he wasn't trying to exalt himself, but win liberty for every being in heaven when... God already gave them that. He gave them his love like he gave them en- everything. I mean, he honored them enough. He even says you're on the holy mountain of God. Like how much more did he want him to exalt like to be exalted? I I don't
1: know. Yeah, he went around influencing other angels telling them that um all of the quote-unquote laws that God had um established were unnecessary and that they should follow their own will and that god was basically just holding them back from being able to do whatever they want which literally doesn't make any sense. What do you think about it like
0: how and and it's it's ironic in a sense how that's kind of the same thing that the devils doing now but kind of hidden Like, people don't see it, but um, they feel like, oh, Christians are, like, so... They're, like, in this really strict religion where they can't do a lot of things. Like, live life. Like, you only live once. Like, do whatever. Who cares? Type of thing. Like, the devil really puts in your head that God hasn't given you freedom or or dominion. But really, that's what he gave Mm -hmm. Adam. He gave him dominion over every living creature, you know? And he did the same for the angels. He exalted them. He gave them everything. But still, that wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, as humans, we're already exalted over other creatures. And once we become children of God, and once we pass from this earth, we will be exalted into the kingdom of heaven. Like, is that not enough? Like freedom and ha- like joy? So the spirit of Satan really just puts it in your mind that um, God is holding you back. or You can do so much more without... God but the reality is and he knows it because this is what's going to happen to him you're gonna be put into hell I mean that's where we're all supposed to go anyways without a savior so um, we would it's spiritual death um, rather than eternal life so and
0: it's so crazy to see that there was time between God knowing about the about the pride, um, which was when it occurred in Satan's heart, like right away, God being all-knowing, knew right away, as soon as this iniquity was in um, Lucifer's heart, to when they were banished from heaven. Like he says, you're cast, but he didn't actually cast them right away. He gave them mercy, him and his merciful nature Never changed, I mean, from the beginning of time, before humans were created, till now he's still so merciful. But even when he saw that um, Lucifer trying to convince other angels, yeah, God's his government's not enough. We need more freedom. Even through all that, he still had his mercy. He was still trying to get him to turn back. And that's just crazy.
1: So if we go back to verse 13, it says that, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. So we found this really interesting because timbrels and pipes are instruments. And that means that um, Satan or Lucifer was in charge of the music that, the worship music that goes on in heaven. Because, you know, when you're in heaven, the angels and everyone rejoices with god and worships and praises him so that's part of what lucifer was doing and if you look at the world today it's really crazy to see the influence that music has over Mm. people like everything that we're supposed to do is to glorify god so that includes music um and that's far 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 from where what it's doing now and Just based off of what he was doing in heaven, you can see that the music industry and everything that's like, that's directly influenced from Satan. Like, that's what he was doing before, that's what he's doing now. Nothing's changed. He's good at it. He was good at it for God, and now
0: he's good at it going against God. I mean, we look at what people our age listen to nowadays, and it is so like, I just wonder how hurtful it is to God to see his own creation just putting into their subconscious. Like you might be like, oh but the music I listen to, whatever, like it doesn't affect me. It's just words, da, da da. But you really don't know what's going on in your subconscious. Like what your what your heart's actually taking in. You might say like, oh it's whatever, but if you're memorizing these verses, if they're going through you, like and coming out, that says a lot on its own.
1: Yeah. And I'm gonna be honest, like I used to listen to all of the types of music that people are used to listen to like I really had the thought that it wasn't affecting me but um anything that you're feeding your body like listening to everything all the everything that you do it affects you whether you realize it or not like we can see the base level of what happens to us like on a physical sometimes maybe mental level but on a spiritual level Mm -hmm. if you're not spiritually aware if you're not spiritually awake you can't see what's going on but satan can see what's going on he can see the he can see the things in you the mistakes that you make he learns from the mistakes that you make and he uses it against you even if you don't learn it yourself so the more you listen to it the more things that you're putting into your body or you're feeding yourself that goes against god that's attacking your spirit it makes you more susceptible to spiritual attacks from satan it's putting in your mind and the more you listen to it the more normal it sounds it's normalizing things that should not be normal like sexualizing people drugs money all of those things idolizing things that don't really matter in the world yeah it's all through music and you can think that you can listen to it and it's not really affecting me and I know it's right this is not going to make me you know go out and kill people but it's like it's just keeping you from God, like it's in your mind, Mm -hmm. it's there. Mm
0: -hmm. And and um, going back to to when I was listening to music like that, I feel like now in our in the American culture, it's almost, um, especially in our age, it's like it makes you cool, it makes you fit in, just because a bunch of other people are listening to it. And going back, I'm like, why did I even? I didn't like it. It's just because everyone around me was listening to it, so it had like pressure on me to, to follow other people. And that's so sad now because children that are five, six, seven are growing up and and seeing like a bunch of other people listening to that music and their innocent um, minds are just being filled up with trash, like Mm -hmm. being filled up with things that aren't from God, Mm -hmm. being filled up with things that just separate them at at a young age, if they're um, consuming all of that then they're
1: starting off their life being separated from God. And that's so sad. Yeah. I think for me, I started when I was really young and I was just really into it. I'm not even going to lie. I liked it. Like I liked how it sounded, but I think that's just like, I was conditioned in that way. And it just, it has a hold on you. Like the more you listen to it, the younger you are when you start. It's like, it's like, any type of... I don't want to say addiction because that might be a little extra, but... But it's just, like, you want to listen to it. Yeah. Like, it makes you keep want. The more you listen, the more you want to keep going. Yeah, and, and that, that just goes to is. show, like, how good he is at controlling everything. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows... He knows what's going to sound good. Yeah. He, he knows that, you know, we're going to like listening to it and we're just going to keep coming back to it. But once you, like... I stepped away from listening to it for a little bit. And then... um you know, I got closer to God and then when I if I heard it again from other people, it sounds like crazy to me. Like how did I how was I just driving my car and just like singing along to these lyrics and thinking that I was okay? Or thinking that, you know, I'm a I'm a good Christian, I know God, I know who God is, but then at the same time speaking these words that come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible really emphasizes the power of the tongue mm-hmm. and how it can destroy the whole body. Yeah. And that's so true. Like when we listen to this music, we're not just We're not just playing, like, blindly just hearing, like, we're listening to the words, we're taking it in, we repeat it, we say it again.
0: That takes a lot. Like, just going back to school and and trying to memorize things, like, it takes a lot to memorize things. You have to really listen to it. And and the fact that you can listen to a song, like, what, 10 times, and then have, like, the whole um, thing memorized, that says a lot on how much power it has.
1: Yeah, and I remember i memorize things so like pretty easily the fact that it comes so natural to just memorize these words and it's you can think it's just words you know it's not going to do anything but words have so much power Mm -hmm. the things that come out of your mouth have so much power and the more you say things the more your brain is like okay it's not that bad like it's normal and that's part of the reason why all of these things that are just so far from what we're supposed to be doing is so normal especially in our generation like And that's just, again, just goes to show the power that he has in deceiving people that allow themselves to be deceived by him.
0: Yeah, and and you might be thinking, like, how is listening to music, how is listening about sexual things or drugs or whatever sinning? But when you look at how Jesus says, um, just looking at a woman a certain way is adultery, that's the same thing. Just sexualizing like thinking those things that's sinning because even if you're not acting
1: it's in your heart like it's in your spirit and he knows everything that's in your heart everything that's in your spirit yeah. even if you think like oh i'm not really thinking that. It's just it sounds good it's music it's affecting you whether you realize it or not and he knows he knows you more than you know yourself so he knows everything that's in your heart and um the more you the more you put it in yourself, like, the worse it becomes. And it's just like, nah. why? And it
0: literally separates you from him. Like, think about listening to music about drugs, right? Or, like, girls or, like, females, whatever, and in and, and a sexual way. And then going into the presence of God after that. Like, how could those two be anywhere near each other? They're so opposite. Like, listening to that, feeding your heart that so far from God, little, like, wickedness and then trying to be in His presence, Him, holy, just, perfect. Like, there's no way. And this is how it literally separates you from Him. Like, I just... I can't imagine myself, like, listening to that and then going straight and, like, praying and trying to be in the presence of God. And, like, it's hard. It just can't happen.
1: And that's what Satan does. He knows these things. Yeah. And he makes you think that it's okay. And it's just music. It's not doing anything. I can still pray and God is still going to hear me and we have a great relationship, but it's like, again, that's just another way he's deceiving you by making you think it's okay. Because again, it's so normalized and, um, people are so quick to call themselves Christians, but take part in all of these worldly things. And we're not supposed to love the world. It doesn't mix. Mm -hmm. That's why the world and God oppose each other. And it's not, God created the world. That's not his, that was not his intention Mm -hmm. at all. So, um, it's started from Lucifer and yep. it's trickling down to f- like all of us.
0: And just like how he spread discontent, just like how he controlled all the other angels to fall
1: with him, he's doing the same thing here and Yeah, now. people hate Christians. Like I get it some some Christians I'll see on social media or whatever, they do speak hypocritically or they seem really judgmental. I'll admit, some people are like that. Yep. But a lot of Christians really are just telling the truth and it comes from a place of love Mm. and people like cancel Christianity was trending like on Twitter in itself that's crazy or you see so many things like um, movies about Jesus like a lesbian Jesus or something yeah just blatantly disrespecting yeah um, but yet people are so quick to say oh respect everyone's beliefs but as soon as it comes to Jesus people just uh, that should say something are really disrespectful so it's it's crazy, and um, I guess that's just the world we live in today. But um, again, that's not how God intended it. You can't blame it on God. Like it originated from the iniquity that was found in Saint in Lucifer, how he fell, and the fact that he has on people. But like I said in the last podcast, even though we talk about all of this power that he has, again, he has no power in the name of Jesus. So he's already defeated through Jesus on Earth. Um, but you just have to like be willing to accept that, yeah. and be willing to turn away from it. And then he has no power over you. Yeah. Like it might be hard daily to like go out into the world and be sur- surrounded by temptation. Like we know we we were in college, we lived on campus, like we were around it twenty four seven. We understand, but it's like that's why you pick up your cross every day. It's it's a struggle. But people in the Bible they struggled more than we do. Mm-hmm. They were persecuted like crazy thrown in jail, crucified to the point of death, but they still, my God, still said, yeah, they didn't change up. They didn't switch up no
0: matter what. And that wasn't from their own, um, that wasn't from their own works or strength. And something I was thinking about yesterday is how lucky we are. Um, the fact that our salvation, our life, our, everything about us isn't dependent on us in our perfection because we are not perfect we're not worthy we're nothing we can't it's just impossible it doesn't make sense even like for a second me trying to like think of living one hour perfect like that's just like I can't not even one hour like Mm -hmm. I just can't and and the fact that my life relies on the perfect holy Jesus that he when he said it is finished it was finished like that is just so assuring and so comforting and just like resting on that hope alone that yeah. gets you through the days. knowing yeah. mean that God it's
1: not me that's doing this it's you. Yeah, people need to realize like become being able to be in the presence of God or going to heaven or whatever. It's not based off of you. Whatever mm-hmm. you do doing all of these good things in the world, nothing we're not good people. None of us are good. The only mm-hmm. one that's good is God. We've all sinned. We we're not worthy of anything. And it's crazy when you think about it, like the fact that he knows we we don't deserve it. None of us deserve to literally be exalted into the kingdom of heaven and be in the presence of God. No. And live such in such perfection with him. But the fact that we can literally be on earth, sin, do all of these things that go against him. But all we have to do is accept Jesus, the one who created us, the one who gave us life in the first place. And then we can have eternal life, the gift, the little gift of eternal life Mm. is crazy. But um, Satan makes it seem like we... We're good people. We don't need Jesus. We don't
0: need God. We don't need.
1: You know? We don't need to be holy. We don't need to
0: walk righteous. But really, He's just trying to separate us from Him. And
1: people compare themselves to um, other people, saying, "I don't kill people. I don't rape people. I don't do this. I'm a good person. I I take care of uh, my family. I do this. Blah blah blah." But it's like, there's no way you have lived your life without sinning. You have told a lie. You have done something. You
0: have thought evil. You have hated you. You, you have, have been ju- jealous. Exactly. Um, you have
1: judged people hypocritically, which you're not supposed to do. You've sinned. Nobody's perfect. One sin without the sacrifice that Jesus gave us, without the blood of Jesus covering us, the wages of sin are death. As soon as it happens, as soon as you reject God, that means you can't be in his presence. It doesn't mix. That would He would be sacrificing his holiness, his perfectness, which is not possible. Yeah. To allow us to be in his presence without being cleansed through the blood of Jesus. That's why it doesn't make sense that it would be based off of what we do, our works. Yeah. Because no matter how many good things we do, we still do evil. It's in our nature. Mm-hmm. So it just we can't be in his presence like that.
0: Yeah. Does not make sense? And, and God being the just, perfect, being that he is, had to show us the testimony of a result of sin of Which the result of sin, satan. whatever happens um whenever happen, whenever you sin um the result is sin and that's exactly what happened with satan and the fallen angels that he took with him they were cast out of heaven they were cast out of the presence of god and that's that just goes to show what happens the wages of sin are death mm-hmm. and they lost that spiritual holiness and and p- place that they were in yeah
1: and it's also important to point out that, I mean, the book of Revelations talks about, you know, uh, Satan is going to be defeated. He's going to be cast into the lake of fire, right? So Satan knows. He knows that he's going to be defeated. He knows he's going to be destroyed. He knows he he can't win against God. He's not God's enemy. He's our enemy. Mm-hmm. He has... he The, the battle is no battle like he will lose. He knows that already it's written by no. God already, right? Right. The thing that he wants to do is take more people with him. Like if you're going down, you know, people say, if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. Mm-hmm. It's the same. That comes straight from him. It's the same thing. He doesn't want to go alone. He wants to take as many people as he wants because God, he knows what God wants. He knows God wants his people with him in his presence. Mm-hmm. He wants to expand his kingdom, right? But Satan's works, other um, Spirits from fallen angels or whatever, all of these demons that control people is keeping us from the presence of God. He doesn't care about you. Like the things that you get on this earth, it might seem like good or whatever in your eyes, but you have to realize it's coming from a being that hates you, that doesn't want you to have eternal life, that wants to see you be destroyed along with Him. He's selfish, and that's like basically His whole purpose. Really, yeah. Yeah. And, and
0: he knew exactly the power that God had at the cross. I mean, the cross symbolizes so many things, but it really symbolizes the power of the Spirit of God, that his power is so strong, the dead can rise, right? Jesus resurrected. Mm-hmm. And not only did he resurrect, but he resurrected into his glorified body that he didn't have to knock into doors when he entered, mm-hmm. That's how much. And so right then and there, it just shows the devil is defeated. Like he proved that on the cross.
1: I hear when I talk to um, some people about the gospel of Jesus and they say, it doesn't make sense if God is all powerful. How come the devil still exists? How come the devil isn't defeated? But when you really get into the word of God and you know who God is and you see the power that he already is, like I said he's already destroyed he has no power mm. after like Jesus died and he defeated it was finished it's done we don't have to worry about it he gave us that security he gave us that peace that ability to say the devil has no control over me but you also just have to accept Jesus as your lord for that to happen yeah and you might People might argue against that, but it's, like, it's not a hard thing to do. Once you put your pride aside and you realize and you recognize that you're nothing compared to God, the one who created you. Yeah. It's, like, you want to do it because you know who he is. Yeah. And pride, 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 pride. So important
0: pride because, as you could see, pride was what got Satan, um, Lucifer, kicked out. God's presence. Pride in the sense of, oh, I can do this without God. We don't need God. Like his govern the way he governs is not is not good for us. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Having that, that's what Satan puts in your mind. That's what he makes you think that you don't need him. And that comes from pride. So please, please humbly seek
1: and you shall find. You can't read the Bible with a prideful heart or with um a heart thinking like oh this this is you know probably not real god doesn't exist let me let me read it and just see it doesn't that doesn't make sense you have to humble yourself before him and he will present himself to you you can't like pride comes from satan that's just it's another sin you can't enter the presence of god while being wicked it doesn't mix it doesn't make sense Or like, um, when you pray also, um, I was
0: listening about the importance of how you pray. Um, some might be like, when I pray, I don't, I don't find answers. I don't get any answers. God says, seek and you shall find. He Mm -hmm. says, ask and you shall receive. Right. So why am I asking? Why am I praying in the name of Jesus and not getting any answers? Like, it doesn't make sense, but it's almost like, when you pray you're you're talking to god right or you're being in his presence and talking to him but you can't get any answers from someone you can't get the questions that you have answered if you don't have a relationship it's like going to a stranger and asking them for something they don't know you you don't know them how how would they trust you enough to give you what it is you're asking yeah. so so first seek so, first read. So, first humbly learn for just the sake of not
1: getting any blessings, but the sake of knowing who he yeah, is. The first time you talk to God should not be you asking for something. It, that's not how it works. You have to establish a relationship with him first. Like she said, you can't go up to a stranger and ask, Oh, can I have five dollars? They're going to look at you like you're crazy. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, you have to know who you're talking to. Also, if you don't know who you're talking to, you could be saying something or you could be thinking something that goes completely against who that person is Mm. so to or you can just it just doesn't make sense like to talk to someone you don't know and think that they're gonna answer you or
0: like reveal like it's just
1: yeah yeah and Mm. another thing is say you do have a relationship with god but you're not getting the answers that you want another thing is he knows what's good for you he Mm. knows um What will benefit you? So if you're asking for something and you don't get it, it might just be because he knows that that's something that you should not be having in your life at that moment. Maybe it's not the right time. You have to trust that he knows what's best for you because he does. He knows everything. Mm -hmm. He knows everything about you. He knows what's going to happen in the future. He's outside of time. He knows everything. So you just have to trust that if you're not getting something, it's probably for a reason that you just don't understand and you can't get mad at him for that. You just have to accept that that's... The way it is.
0: Yeah. God says he he knows everything before you even ask him, before you even think. While he created you, he knew exactly what you needed. Mm-hmm. That's how much he knows you. So really, it's about you knowing him. It's about, and, and the more you know him, the more you understand who he is, then you understand the authority that was given to you. Then you understand your identity and you realize what it is and why you're here on earth.
1: Mm, That kind of reminds me from the Old Testament um, when Moses pleaded to God to not destroy the people of Israel. Mm -hmm. I would talk about it to people and people would be like, if God knows everything, God said he wouldn't destroy his people. Why would he need Moses to remind him? But God already knew that Moses was going to plead to him. He already knew Mm -hmm. that he wasn't going to destroy the people of Israel. So it's like where you can't judge God for things that you don't understand he already knows everything he knows what's gonna happen he knows he knew that would happen like he knew he wasn't gonna destroy the people of Israel he knew Moses was gonna plead to him and pray to him and beg him not to so it's like you just have to understand the nature of God before you can like judge him and ask questions as to like why why is it like this why do I have to do this you know and and we know
0: it's hard Us as humans, we know it's hard to wrap our head around God and everything about him. Like It's just impossible. You won't be able to understand everything about him. That's what makes him God.
1: Yeah. Right. That's why also you should read the book of Job. That's a really good um, book to kind of understand that you can't understand everything from God. Like, You weren't here when he created. Nobody was here when he created the universe. Nobody was here when he um, created all of the beings on earth even the first two humans, were we weren't there. We don't know what he did. We don't understand all of the laws of nature that he created, all these science things that people study. He created all of that. We will never understand everything to its full extent. Science will never be able to explain every single thing in this universe. It's not possible. We're not God. And people question this. And it's like, if you're questioning it, it's almost a good sign because it's like, if you would be able if you are able to understand everything about God and what he did, then he he's not God. He's just He's
0: like us, but he's not yeah. us. So. He's far greater. Yeah. And the more things you don't understand again, it just shows how much bigger he really is. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Okay, so earlier we said that Lucifer felt because he was a jealous and wanted to be exalted as Christ was, but that doesn't make any sense because Christ is God. So you might be kind of confused as to how this works. So now we want to get into the Holy Trinity and exactly what that is. So um, everyone, or not everyone, but a lot of people know the Holy Trinity consists of God the Father, Jesus the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit. Um, A lot of people kind of don't agree with it because they can't wrap their head around the fact that three different entities or beings can exist in one. So we kind of just wanted to reference the Bible to show that, you know, the Holy Trinity is one. They are one. Okay. So John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then John 1.14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, just from those two verses, it shows that Jesus is God. He was with God. Um, he was. It says the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it also says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, which is saying when Jesus became flesh and came on earth and lived with them. When I watch videos or I listen to other things, I see that. Um, People of other religions will ask, Where in the Bible does Jesus say, I'm God, worship me? Um, first of all, God never will say, Worship me. Um, that's not
0: His nature. His
1: nature. But um, it says it right here, like in the book of John. The Word of God is Jesus. Yeah, the Word of God is Jesus. So, And the Word and, was God. Yeah, the Word is God. And the
0: reason that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one is from their nature. They all represent each other. So Jesus coming here in flesh form represented the character of God. His perfection, his holiness, his righteousness, his him being pure in the sense of he had no sin, no blemish on him, represents who God
1: is. Yeah, and um, you might be thinking like, of course, if he's God and he comes on earth, he's going to be um, perfect, right? But it's like, Jesus was fully man. He had duality. He was fully man and he was fully God. So you have to, like, recognize he experienced the same things that we experienced. He felt the same things that we felt. He was tempted by the devil, mm. directly tempted by him through scripture. And he de- he defeated him through using scripture because he would, he's literally the word. He knows the word of God. <laughs> and so the fact like, that, I don't know why the devil thought like yeah. he was going to be able to, yeah. you know. But, um. Yeah, so since Jesus had that na- that nature of being a man, he still experienced the temptation that we experience in this world on this earth. But he overcame it like he fasted for 40 days, right? 40 nights, but and he still felt hunger, he still felt thirst. He experienced that. But he still managed to remain sinless, which is the whole reason why he was able to die for us. He set an example for how
0: we are to live um, through the spirit of God that was inside of him. That same spirit that resurrected him from the dead, right? That's that's what he gave to us, um, and that's why he said it was better that he would leave. That's why he ascended. You're so probably that wondering, spirit can... yeah, and dwell among us, and we too can be him on earth. Yeah. Just like he represented God, we're supposed he, to
1: be represented as God, yeah, name.
0: he gave us his spirit so that we could represent him and who Jesus was here on earth and who
1: he is in heaven, yeah, and I also hear people um being confused about the fact that Jesus prayed to his father that Jesus prayed to God and people think like if Jesus is God, he's praying to himself. Like I'm kind of, they're confused, but it's like, again, he came on earth to set an example. He showed us, humans how we're supposed to live we're supposed to pray to god we can't do anything in our own will he he prayed not only to set an example but he needed to pray the
0: reason he got he he overcame temptation the reason he remained pure was because of the spirit of god that was inside of him that that duality that side of him that was fully god came from the spirit that lived in him right? His flesh, his outer appearance was fully man. He felt everything just like us, right? But at the same time, the spirit of God that dwelled in him gave him that, abil- uh, that ability to withstand temptation, to remain pure. Yeah.
1: That's why um, John five thirty says, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. He's literally showing us what we're supposed to do. He prayed To God, he let the spirit lead him. That, again, like she said, that part in him, that duality, that is God. He followed that rather than the man side of him. The fact that he gave us that same spirit. Spirit. That he gave us the same spirit. You can either accept the spirit that God gives you walking in the will of God. And when you walk in the will of God, he has a plan for you. Mm. So when you walk in his spirit, his will can be done in your life and everything that you were created to do, you were created for a reason. The I saw like something on social media about like the chances of you being born is like such a small, 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 small percentage. The fact that you're here on earth just shows like you have a bigger purpose. God knows that purpose. If you walk according to your own purpose, desires you're not going to fulfill his will for you Mm. if jesus had walked in the desire of his whatever part man he was there would be no salvation for us his the Mm. purpose of god that um he had for jesus on earth would not have been done and that was literally to save all of humanity
0: that's crazy he didn't have to do that he literally didn't have to do that. God did not have to send his only begotten son to die for us, but he said no. He said
1: no, they need they need me. Yeah. He loves us so much that he doesn't want to live without us. Mm. He could easily wipe out the entire population and start from scratch or <laughs> literally us. It's crazy, but rather than doing that, he's giving us a chance to live despite yeah. everything that we've done to turn against him. Like, which, if you just think about it, like, put yourself, I know it's not possible, like, at all, but just think from his perspective, like, you created these people, they just completely turn against you, saying blasphemous things against you on the earth that you created for them to live in, but you still love them so much that you give them an opportunity to still live in your presence, despite you being so perfect. It's crazy, and it's like, the fact that we Humans on Earth hold grudges and like Mm -hmm. are so slow to forgive people for little things. It's Mm -hmm. that's that's not supposed to be our nature. That's not how we're supposed to act. And it's like if you compare what God did for you, you would laugh at anything that's on Earth that you are upset about or anything that you cannot forgive another person for doing. Like I understand things happen and um we're human we're human human is hard obviously like we're not i i'm not saying i'm perfect or whatever but like i get it but it's just like when you take a second to step back and look at everything he's done it's like Mm -hmm. wow and it's beyond our capabilities of doing like that just shows his nature his power like everything that he is but again because he is so perfect he has to judge us we we can't be in his presence um unless we follow his will, unless we act in the way he intended us to act, unless we have his spirit. So yes, he is forgiving and he does love us, but we can't walk in wickedness. We can't walk in lawlessness or we're not going to be in his presence. Um, this was a lot. <laughs> but Also, can we just mention that we literally... Don't, like, plan too much of what we're going to say ahead of time. Like, a lot of these things are coming off the top of our head and you're just basically listening to conversation between the two of us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is why we wanted to create this podcast because we have conversations like this and it's kind of just eye-opening to listen to each other talk Mm -hmm. and just, like, hear everything and saying it out loud and listening to each other just like, and just like
0: leaves us in awe every time. Like, it'll never get old to us. The gospel will never get old because it's alive. You know, this isn't something that happened in history thousands of years ago. No, it's living now, and we're living in it. And it's just crazy, and we just we have to share it. But um, I hope you guys were convicted. I hope you guys learned where sin came from what the devil is doing now and how this really relates to everything in life Um, this really just lays the foundation of sin what it is and where it came from but also
1: why we need the savior yeah
0: and um we'll go more in depth about how sin entered humanity how satan persuaded adam and eve and the same representation of god's character and how um how satan changed god's word again in the way he governed his kingdom so we'll see that again in the next episode when we do a bible study on genesis 1 through 3 but other than that we hope you guys enjoyed again we hope you guys learned um we hope you guys really got god's heart and not us
1: yeah we hope you guys understood more and aren't as confused about things yeah um, if you have any questions, comments, literally anything like we said before, any disagreements, anything, yeah, just keep DMing us. Yeah. Or email us at, um, it is finished pod at gmail.com. Uh, follow us or DM us, do whatever you want, basically. Um, our Instagram, at it is finished podcast and we're open to listening to anything and responding. So, yes. Thank you guys for listening. Continue to
0: share to any people. Um, that you know, anyone you know, just share and allow God to speak to his people. Yeah, Yeah, we thank you guys.
1: Thanks. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.